just being younger and coming from less fortunate to fortunate, you know, it, it, a lot of guys feel like, you know, they need to reward themselves more than they actually have to, you know, and that's just a, that's just a stepping stone as, you know, I, I would say being a younger player, you know, that a lot of people have to get over, but, and it's not just young players, you know, it's, it's older players too, that still struggle with the, the same uh, fight. So, Welcome. You are listening to the Hero of the Hour podcast, the show dedicated to empowering you to take financial freedom into your own hands. Through expert interviews with decades of experience, this show will give you not only the tactical strategies of what's working in business, but the appropriate mindsets to master your financial future and build generational wealth. Heroes and entrepreneurs operate with a similar anything is possible mentality, and that is exactly what our show is about. Your host is none other than Mark B. Murphy, CEO of Northeast Private Client Group and best-selling author of three books, all dedicated to helping others plan for generational wealth. He and his team are on a mission to share their knowledge and techniques so that others can enjoy a life of financial security and freedom. Get ready to be inspired to create the life of your dreams. Let's go. Welcome to a special episode of the Hero of the Hour podcast. Today, we have not one, but two incredible guests joining us. First up is Mike Boone, a renowned football running back for the Houston Texans of the NFL. Mike's journey began in a small town just outside Jacksonville, Florida. He honed his skills on the field and earned his degree at the University of Cincinnati. Despite entering the NFL as an undrafted free agent in 2018, Mike's hard work and determination have propelled him to success. In today's episode, we'll unravel the story of his remarkable career and delve into the mindset that has made him a force to be reckoned with on the gridiron. But our exploration doesn't stop there. Joining us is another exceptional guest, Mike Tisch, a financial specialist at Sports Wealth Asset Group, SWAG. SWAG is on a mission to empower athletes and entertainers to achieve financial wellness. With a dynamic team of experts, including attorneys, CPAs, life underwriters, financial consultants, and NFLPA registered financial planners, SWAG is all about helping clients reduce costs, amplify their wealth, and enhance their brand value. During this episode, you'll hear Mike Boone's personal belief in the importance of looking out for both himself and his financial future. This commitment to making wise decisions not only benefits him, but also makes Mike Tisch's job as a financial specialist that much more effective. And for all you football enthusiasts out there, Mike Boone will share his insights into what factors he considers most crucial when evaluating which team he'll play for in the coming year. Discover the significance of finding your passion beyond the football field. Gain an insider's perspective on the difference between regular season and playoff games and experience the camaraderie that defines the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a unique blend of sports, finance, and life wisdom, so don't miss out on this enriching conversation. Join us as we embark on this fascinating journey with Mark, Mike, and Mike. Enjoy. Hello, welcome everybody. I'm Mark Murphy. I'm the founder and CEO of Northeast Private Client Group. 
We're here because I've got two special guests with me. I've got NFL star running back Mike Boone from the University of Cincinnati. By way of the University of Cincinnati, joining us today, and uh, Mike Tish, who is the the president and founder of the of Swag, the Sports Wealth Asset Group, and uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Hey, I, I I got my trusty uh, book in hand, and I uh, appreciate it. I'm definitely going to give that a read. Congratulations on all the success, as always. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, it's as I always kid. I go, my friends kid me. He goes, it's your third book you ri- you've written. It's that's great because it's two more than you've read. So you know, it's 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 uh, so I, I was just you know just having uh, having fun with it. And well, I was kind of kidding on the live stream the other day. Somebody said to me, yeah, "It's fantastic your book." He goes, "My dining room table was wobbly. I put your book right under one of the legs." <laughs> yeah, it, it was like table's like really really solid now. So you know, you know, I think uh, you know when you start believing you're all that, uh, the world has a way of of telling you're not all that. But you know, one way. I've heard, you know, Mike Tish has been on with me before and he answered this question, but Mike Boone, I'd love to find out from you. I call it the Hero of the Hour podcast because I like to have people on here that are either personal heroes to me or people that are, you know, heroes to other people. So as a star professional athlete, tell me what does a hero mean to you and who are some of your heroes? Oh, man. Um, You know, uh, it depends on what you're looking for, you know. A hero can come in all shapes, all sizes, you know. Uh, personally, I feel heroes elevate, you know. Um, heroes, um, someone who give you game, you know. So uh, maybe my definition of a hero may be slightly different, but, uh, you know, to me, that's an example of a hero. You know, I could give my guy Mike Tish that hero possibly. You know, he gave me a lot of game working with him for years, you know, so uh, that's probably what I would sum up to a hero. I, t- I agree with you about, about Mike Tish. No, nobody will work harder for you than him. He is uh, he is maniacal and psychotic in terms of his support <laughs> of the people he cares about. Uh, you know, we always I kid him because I, I had no interest in getting involved with uh, professional athletes, uh, uh, but his persistence was more than my resistance. He just wore me down with his just his energy and his passion and and what he does to help people and 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 it's it's tremendous. You know, a lot of you know a lot of people know your story, a lot of people don't know your story. You know, I'd love I'd love you to t- talk a little bit about kind of where you, where you started, where you are right now and where you're going. Uh yeah, man. Um I'm from a small town uh right outside of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh McClenny, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. That's where it all started, you know, back Baker County High School. Uh, I attended what the University of Cincinnati. Four years, got my degree there. Had did three years in Minnesota, and just finished a two-year contract with Denver. So, um, hitting the free agency market now, you know, uh, that's a roller coaster. So, however that ends, you know, that's where we'll be after this. But, um. Uh, you know, quick background, uh, undrafted, you know, I left that out, but, uh, that's about it. You know, one, one of the things you think it's, you know, it's one thing when you're a five-star rated athlete and you, you know, you're, you're first round draft choice and you sign those guaranteed contracts for tens of millions of dollars. But what have you learned? I mean, I mean, you know, one of the things I think it's, you know, you obviously have some incredible, uh, you know, athletic ability and natural gifts. 
But the thing I find, I'm so impressed by you is not only in terms of your your character, but also the fight that you have because there's an you know there's an awful lot of people competing for only a few spots. And so, what have you learned in the first five years of your NFL career? Is there any anything you could share that would not only help other athletes but just help other people who are fighting in in all different jobs and you know not 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 you know hoping to succeed like you have? Yeah. Um... You know, the biggest advice I could give, I would say, just being consistent, you know, um, that's what helped me a lot. Um, just managing and making the right decisions, you know, um, kind of how me and how me and Mike met met one another. You know, he was just around. He was being consistent for years and years, dropping game on me for years before, you know, I even um, signed with him, you know, so. That's a lesson, you know, I learned from myself and I also saw that in Mike. Just, um, I would say, you know, managing, making the right decisions and being consistent, you know, that's probably the best advice I could give. Yeah, I also wonder, because it changed for me, I, I guess you're going to find out here, but I want to also congratulate you in that you're going to be a dad in a couple <laughs> months, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank so uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. I think one of the one of the great gifts in life is to have children. And, and I think you're going to be, you know, cause I've gotten to know you. So I, I think you're going to be a hell of a father, but, but it also gets real because it's not, you know, when it, when it's just about you, you go, I'll be fine. But now you got to right. worry about somebody else. Is that, uh, is that scaring you at all? Um, you know, slightly, but, uh, I'm prepared. You know, I feel like I'm prepared for it. Uh, got a lot of positive people in my corner, you know, that, do a good job at not allowing me to get uh you know scared or frustrated about the future but you know i'm excited you know um he'll be here may around may so uh yeah it's a he we know it's a he it's a it's a it's a yeah, boy for sure. yeah it's a boy it's a boy oh, sure. I, yeah. so i think that's a i think that's pretty awesome i get actually you know as, as good a dad as i know you're going to be and as successful as i know you are i go I hope you have four or five kids because, uh, you know, they bring great, uh, great, joy, great, great joy, great joy to your life. Surprised that, you know, one, one of the things I've always thought about with folks is you have to work with such focus and intensity just to be able to succeed at the level that you succeed. I mean, how many kids play sports in, in uh, you know, when they're, when they're, uh, you know, you know, eight years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, and then how many of them actually play high school sports? And then how many of those high school sport guys play college sports? And then how many people get to the NFL? It's like, you know, I think you have a better chance of being struck by lightning or being eaten by a shark when you go swimming than you do making it to the NFL like you have. So you and I have talked about this a little bit, but how is a guy who is as thoughtful and smart as you, you have to dedicate so much energy just to make sure that you can do your job as an NFL running back. But you also realize that you've got a, a life 30, 40, 50, 60 years after the NFL. Well, how do you balance between making sure that you're ready for the season, but also trying to think about, hey, what do I want to do when, when this uh, this great journey in, in sports ends? Right. Uh, that's a good question, man. Uh, kind of, you know, me and Mike spend a lot of time, you know, my free time going over uh, ideas and, uh, you know, the, he call it paying myself when I'm 30 and 40 years old. So, uh, um, again, shout out to Mike, you know, uh, he's been a big help in that regard, you know, and, uh, uh, but that just goes back into, um, 
like I said, kind of being consistent, you know, and uh, making those good decisions. And that's kind of what, uh, you know, on my free time, you know, me and having those conversations with Mike is is making it uh, easier to, you know, help me with any decisions I, I may need after, you know, with life after football. And he's been a great help in a financial standpoint. He's been giving me, again, you know, a lot of knowledge about uh, stocks, you know, bonds, investments. And this uh, kind of drew me towards, you know, that route outside of football. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's, it's kind of hard. You know, it's a you get a lot of a lot of fame for making it here, I would say, to the NFL. But uh, like you said, I, I saw the importance. I see the importance also in after the career, you know, because it doesn't. A lot of people say NFL means uh, not for long, you know, so uh, <laughs> I just try to handle and hit all the points I can outside of football. You know, you know the the one thing that I would wish for you because I I know what a good person that you are, is that you, know, you go back to like sometimes I'll go back to like my high school reunion, and the guys that were like the big athletes, you know, and I played basketball and I you know, I played sports growing up, uh, in high school, but for many of them they're they're approaching sixty years old and the highlight of their life was playing high school football or high school basketball, and you know I, I'm the, the wish that I have for you is that you have is as much success as you've had on the gridiron, I want you to have even more success outside of football when you retire. And, and I think a guy like you, who's, who's willing to do whatever it takes, I think has a chance to go do that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to see what I'm, I'm excited to see where you're going to sign this year, what kind of season you have, hopefully you get to the playoffs and beyond, but I'm also going to excited to see what 10 years from now is like and what you're doing and what kind of dad you are and what kind of businesses you're involved in. And I think they're going to be very, very, very successful. Uh, going forward, you know, one of the things that was curious to me is because it's not my generation, but one of the the fastest growing parts of our business is we're doing business with influencers, and you know, pe- you know, people that you know aren't NFL players; they're just regular people, and they're making thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars a month uh, in social media, you know, and and promoting products and other things. Tell us what you see other guys doing and t- tell us what if, if you got any plans on social media. Uh yeah, man. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I, I haven't I don't post on my social media as much as I could, you know, so I may not be much of a hero in that aspect. <laughs> but um or maybe, maybe, maybe you're just smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, I see a lot of uh content creators. I see a lot of people taking that route, you know. Again, you know, I, I don't post too much, so it would be kind of contradicting to say, uh, you know, I wanted to take that route with social media after. But uh, I like how uh, – I, I don't remember his name off top, but uh, it's a few guys, you know, again, you know, that that took the, like, content creating route that I could see myself possibly doing, you know, just – um spreading the information that I learned, you know, I could take that route on social media, you know, and go some down that path. You know, one one of the things I think is I think that, you know, you is to try to find your passion outside football. So, you know, one of the things I would I would be looking at is not taking your eye off the ball because you gotta you gotta work hard to compete at the very, very highest level. And there's always younger guys coming in, you know, that's uh, you know, that's the challenge is that uh 
you know, you're a young guy at 26, but every year another group of guys comes into the league that you got to compete against. So you got to be at the top of your game. But I think one of the things I'd be using the offseason for is to try to find, you know, for instance, if you were interested in real estate, to try to get an internship with a real estate company, or if you need, you know, if you wanted to be involved in, you know, financial services or anything, you know, widgets, you know, the idea would be, you know, to, to at least get some experience because I think one of the things is that one advantage that you have, you want to take advantage of it, you know, sports is showbiz, you know, people want to be around athletes like yourself. And I think an awful lot of companies would love to, you know, bring you into their company, show you what they're doing so that you could either, you know, do it with them once you retire or do it on your own. I, I think that, uh, you know, not that people are not excited about ex-athletes, but people are very excited about athletes. And I think the idea is to use that celebrity to open doors for you so that you can have that life after football that's that's tremendous. Have you noticed that life is getting more and more expensive? From grocery prices to real estate values, everywhere you turn, prices seem to be skyrocketing. Well, Mark has dedicated decades of his career and life to serving entrepreneurs and professionals to build real wealth, and in most cases, multi-generational wealth. The reality is, we all have to navigate turbulent times in this economy. But the difference will be for those that have a roadmap and a customized plan for building wealth. That's why, as a listener to this podcast, we are so excited to share with you first access to Mark's newest book, The Ultimate Investment, a roadmap to grow your business and build multi-generational wealth. When you access this book, you'll discover how to know when you're working a job instead of a business. That hard work isn't all about hours put in. This will make you more productive. Why you need to live with your back against a wall. How to surround yourself with the right people who support your vision. And so much more. Go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book to get access now. Once again, go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book. And now, back to the show. You know, you played with Denver, who you know had a had a tough tough season. You've played with the Vikings, who've had some some good seasons. I know. I think you've played in you know forty eight games, and you've played in a couple of a uh, couple of you know playoff games. Uh, what's the difference between a regular season game and a playoff game, in terms of intensity? Oh man, it's it's a uh, it gets very amplified. You know, playoff time from uh, game plan to the crowd, you know, and execute. So, uh, you know, in the football world, a lot of coaches would say, uh, you know, it's not real until what, after December, you know, until around like when it's getting down to playoff time, you know. So uh, the emphasis on playoff mode, you know, in, in football is, is has a slightly different, you know, it's a little more effect, a little more effort around playoff time than um, – normal season so yeah you know i i i know you, you played i think you played for luke fickle when he was at cincinnati right yeah, man. and and uh i see him building wisconsin into a powerhouse i mean everybody seems like they want to go to wisconsin right now uh could you see what was going on there i mean why you why did you play for him and, and to see a team like cincinnati with the size of that school get to the final four uh la- not last year but the year before and the culmination of that program and now seeing what he's doing in Wisconsin, why did you choose Cincinnati? What's so special about Coach Fickle? 
Oh uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, Cincinnati had a the camaraderie there. You know, when I first went on my visits, you know, just the how everyone was together. You know, um, from the staff to the players. You know, that was something that stood out to me. You know, uh, I had a few different coaches over the course of my career at Cincy, but uh, when Coach Fickle got there, you felt the change like immediately. You know. Uh, starting from uh, the weight room, you know, to how we executed on the field. You know, he harped on the little things, being able to execute, you know, with the little things consistently, you know. So, um, Fickle, great guy, great coach, great recruiter. You know, he put us in a good position. Uh, he had a great game plan, I would say, and, you know, the players bought in. My last season didn't go as well as planned, but I kind of could, could see us as – like the foundation, you know, of what he built from, you know, and turned the program into. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to say I was a part of that. And, um, you know, uh, and like you said, he's at Wisconsin now. No doubt in my mind he would – not to say that place needed a turnaround, but, you know, his his presence would, would definitely uh, help that organization. So, uh, shout out to Coach Fickle also. And, um, yeah, man, I learned a lot from Fickle off the field, you know. Uh, just you know about being a man and showing it up and showing up so that's what kind of stood with me the most with him you know one of the things i think you're so fortunate being with mike tish is that uh you know their sports illustrated did an article about 20 some odd years ago where they talked about that 81 percent of professional athletes were going to be there in bankruptcy or in severe financial distress within two years of retirement and i know you've been you've set up your life so you're going to be in the 19 percent, not in the 81 percent Knowing the, the the guys you play with, do you think that still holds? Do you still think uh, you you still think more guys than not are not taking care of their money? Oh man, certainly. You know, uh, I I would say you know a lot of them being the the younger or newer people coming into the NFL. You know, because I can speak for myself, but until I got with Mike Tish and started getting the wisdom of making those right decisions that could help me down the road financially, you know, until I was talking to him and understood the importance of that, you know, I could, uh, just being younger and coming from less fortunate to fortunate, you know, it, it, a lot of guys feel like, you know, they need to reward themselves more than they actually have to, you know, right. and that's just a, that's just a stepping stone as you know I, I would say being a younger player you know that a lot of people have to get over but and it's not just young players you know it's, it's older players too that still struggle with the the same uh fight so I could I, I definitely say it's still a problem now you know because people create those spending habits and once the check get cut off you know you still you know going down the path of you know, the incorrect spending habits, I would say, could put you in that hole, you know. So um, I try to give my guys the knowledge Mike Tish passed down to me, you know, and even point them in Mike's direction, you know, to – um, because I get the – I know the struggle of that, you know, again, being a younger player. So um, that's just – you know, it's, it's something people have to get over, you know, when you come from not having a foundation of um, – 
financial execution, I would call it, you know? So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, yes. Um, yeah, I, that's I, a struggling problem. You know, I always say to, to guys, I go, you want to be a king for a few years or a prince for a lifetime? Let me, let me know, right. you know, and, and cause they, 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 uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to watch guys sit there and blow themselves up, uh, even with advice. And I just, I just think you should, uh, give yourself credit for recognizing that and making sure that you're one of the guys that is financially successful. And it's not just guys that have been in the league for a year or two. You can understand that they're in the league for a year or two years and it ends and it's there. But I mean, you know, there, you know, how many, I mean, every, every week you, you read about some guy filing bankruptcy that made a hundred million dollars or more in the league. <laughs> you know, you know you, how do you make a hundred million dollars a year and go bankrupt? It's, it's, right. you, gotta, you gotta work pretty hard at that, you know, <laughs> to be to be good at Mike Mike what do you Mike T, Mike T what do you, tell me what uh, tell, tell me what you have to tell what, what would you tell me let's pretend Mike Boone's not here what, what would you tell me about this young guy listen Mike Mike makes it easy because he believed in the whole process of you know protecting yourself and your money and your family and he knew that that was like the most important to him. So everything else was like fell into place and he listened, you know? So it was like, he would tell me all the time. It's like, you know, Hey, I don't know really what you're talking about, but I believe in you, you know? And I, and I know that, you know, I'll, I'll think we'll figure it out. And then it's like one year, two year down the road. And then he's seeing how all these things were working and how his cash was building and how everything went into place. And even now knowing that he's going to have a son in a couple of months, knowing that all these things that people scrambled to do after the fact, he had already laid that groundwork. So it was, it was easy. It's an easier transition knowing that these things are in place and he could really focus on, you know, the next phase, you know, where he's going to go play next and the baby coming and, and, you know, and all that family, which is, you know, the most important to him, you know, some of the decisions that we made early and of, you know, making sure his mom was okay and making sure that, you know, his girl is okay and just making sure that everybody's good. And it was really my focus to just make sure that Mike was good. And if Mike was good, then everything else really fell into place. And he believed in that. So I think that's why we've been together for so long. I mean, and, and really click because we talk about everything. And Michael told me all the time, all right, off the record, give me the real. Like, I need, I, tell me for real. And it's like, that's that's the relationship that we built. And I, we have, you know, I have other players too, but, you know, between like, the, I call them the Cincy boys, you know, between Tyreek Burwell and, and Mike and some of the other guys that came through that I've spoken to, like, Jared Dokes and all these other guys, it's like they all have that kind of same mindset of like, you know, shit, Tyreek used to add to his account without even be knowing because he was just so bought into the process. So I think that the more guys that we find like that, that have that family that need a little bit of handholding, but understand that, you know, you have people here that have been there and, you know, like you, Mark, have written books about how to do this. If you plug into that you know, your chances of winning greatly increase, you know, it's having a plan, you know, they, they're athletes, they have game plans for their whole day, you know, they're scheduled their whole day, except for how real life acts, you know, this is a real life situation, it's new money, you know, most guys don't come from money, I mean, I didn't come from money, so it was something that I learned, and I just think, you know, being 51 now, and being able to share with these younger guys, you know, some of the skills that I've learned, both, you know, correctly and incorrectly, um, really gives them the advantage where they could kind of look in the mirror and say, look, I, I, I could do this and be here at 50 versus be a statistic like you're saying on Sports Illustrated. You know, I just think that somebody that buys in like Mike and some of the other guys that we've worked with just kind of leads to that. Why, why wouldn't everybody really believe in that process? Because that's 
that's really where it comes from, you know, leading with the giving hand. You know, I, I think that the other issue is became a free agent uh, just over the last couple of days as the NFL season ended. I don't want you to, you know, uh, negotiate against yourself or, or uh, you know, tell us, you know, what teams you're, what, what teams you're going to si- sign with. But what are the most important things that you look for in terms of as, you, as you're evaluating which team you're going to play for next year? What's the, uh, you yeah. know. Um, you know, it may be different for every other player, but some things I consider is um, the fit, you know. My style of running or catching out the backfield, how does that mesh with, you know, the coaching staff that's already there and the scheme they like to run? That's normally at my top uh, fit. And um, just uh, – and. It's kind of broad, but just a good organization, you know. Um, you know, organizations that reach out their hands off the field also, you know. And, um, you know, other than that, you know, I, that's all I really look for, you know, because I'm ready to compete, you know, no matter where where I am, you know, try to be where my feet is. So, uh, yeah, just other than fit and the staff, you know, them outside of football. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, you see organizations that continue to win and succeed, and then you see organizations that continue to fail, and, you know, it's no surprise why people want to want to go to those places, and right. uh, yeah, and and again, I think a great like a, a guy like you is, you just you're such a just a high character guy, besides being a great athlete, that that's why you know I think you're, you know uh, that's why you're always in demand. And you know, I, I just want to—I just want to see you get to the right team this year, and we're going to be incredibly ex- excited to see that. And you know, all I all I can tell you is—is is, uh, uh, you know, I would just say, we'll just ask you: Do you have any advice to any young athletes? Do you have any advice to, you know, that now that you've gone through this, any advice to people that are trying to figure out what they want to do in their lives and their career? Is there any? What what advice would you give them? Oh uh, yeah, and, uh, the biggest thing. That uh that helped me was I kind of said it a little bit before, but uh being where your feet are, you know, because the route I took, I was undrafted. So uh, it was a roller coaster, you know. Some weeks you play, some weeks you don't. You know you're more than capable of, you know, playing and being out there, but you know, it's still things that hold you back. So uh just knowing that um the journey will get challenging and just consistently being where your feet are. That's something that, you know, uh, took me a long way, man. So um, if I had to give advice, that'll probably be the advice I would pass down, you know? Well, you're going to have a little boy to, to give that advice to for the rest of your life, uh, starting in in two months. So I'm, uh, I, I could not be more excited for you and the success that you have on and off the field and you know, I, I think it's it's so hard in a podcast to really, you know, just let the world see, you know, that you know you've got your act together in every area of your life. And I, I just think uh, you should be so proud of all the things you've accomplished in every area of your life. And uh, you know, I, I just, uh, as I said, proud. You know, I want to thank you for taking time in a busy off season to come spend a little time with us, Mike. You know, obviously. Uh, you know, the, this podcast was a, was a love letter to you uh, from Mike Boone. You know, I mean, you know, meaning sh- sharing with you, you know, how he, uh, you know, it, you know, I mean, 
you know, he doesn't have to do that. So it came from the heart that, that the guy guy appreciates because I know how hard you work, Mike Tish. And and sometimes, you know, not everybody appreciates you or shows the appreciation for you. And I, I think that I think that, you know, one one of the great things in this world is I, I think it's you know that Mike Boone Boone showed us the way on this podcast is the world could just be have a little bit more kindness in it. You could just be a little kindness, kinder to other people or or acknowledge other people and you know, even a guy like you, Mike, you know, it's got to feel good to, to have a guy that you work with that appreciates you like Mike Boone does. So, you know, it, it makes me feel it just makes me feel good about the kind of person he is. And it makes me feel good about the kind of work you're doing for people, because, you, you know, you're you're doing the you're doing God's work, uh, Tish. And uh, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling anybody who's watching this right now, I want you to take a look. I want you to follow Mike Boone this year and see what kind of great year he has in the NFL. I want you to check out his social media that doesn't really exist much these days, but <laughs> but I want you to wake up and say, I want I want to talk to this guy. We'll talk to him a lot, but I want to talk to him in 10 years and find out what this guy did because he's done some extraordinary things in his life. And uh, I, I think 10 years from now, I'm going to, I'm so excited to see what your life looks like, Mike Boone, because you're in for even bigger things. And thank you for, thank, thank, thank you for being you. on the podcast. Thank you both guys. Thanks, thank Mark. You. I thank appreciate you for having me, Mark. Thanks. Mike Boone, Mike Tish. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Hero of the Hour podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share the podcast episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode and more at www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to check out the other great books and resources on the website while you're there. Once again, it's www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. All links can be found in the description below. We look forward to serving you on the next episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS or Guardian, and opinions stated are their own. Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. OSJ, 200 Broad Hollow Road, Suite 405, Melville, New York, 11747, 631-589-5400. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Northeast Private Client Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0B36048. Arkansas Insurance License Number 741545. Expiration and submission numbers located in the show notes.